Life Audio. You are listening to Hope for Women with Father Wounds, Episode 36, Finding Your Identity in Christ When You Have Identity Wounds. I am your host, Kia Steven. This podcast is for women who have experienced pain in their father-daughter relationship as a result of divorce, abandonment, abuse, incarceration, addiction, or a physically present but emotionally absent father. The aim of this podcast is to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. If you are benefiting from this podcast and think it might help another woman, I encourage you to share it with a friend, rate, comment, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now let's dive in. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. The audio for this podcast episode was originally recorded in a YouTube live series on my YouTube channel. You can find the link to my channel in the show notes below. Hey, friends, I want to welcome you to Lunch Break with Kia, episode 36. What in the world? Oh my gosh. I hope that you are doing well on this hump day, this Wednesday. For those of you who are new to Lunch Break with Kia, this is where I go live every Wednesday at noon. It's not noon. (laughs) It's noon somewhere. It's noon Central Standard Time, but Eastern Standard is not noon. And I'm so sorry I'm late. But currently we are in a father wound series of sorts. It's going to go on for, I think, two more weeks. But if you don't want to miss an episode, make sure you hit the red subscribe button so that you can get the notifications and join me every Wednesday in the conversation. So for those of you who are going to join live and will be joining via the replay, welcome. Today, we are going to be talking about identity wounds. Last week, we talked about safety, security wounds, and this week, we're talking about identity wounds. And before we get started, I just want to open up in prayer. God, thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to connect with one another via the internet, God. And I pray for all of us, if there are uh, ways that we have been defining who we are if we've been living underneath labels or living underneath wounds and you never intended for us to define ourselves in that way or to live underneath 
someone else's definition of who they thought we were, God. I pray, Father, in this little segment of time that you would undo that work, God, that you would cause us to live defined by you, God, that we would derive our identity from Christ Jesus. I honor you, Lord, and I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I am going to talk about identity in three ways. The first way would be our social identity. And so when it comes to social identity, these are probably going to be some of the things that you would check off at the top of a survey, the demographic information. So things like your gender, gender. And I'm just going to stick this, stick this on me like that, your gender. And then maybe they might also ask a question about your race. I'm going to run out of space. Race. And then also you'll probably answer questions about age, age, and then questions about religion, maybe. I'm going to put it on an earring. Okay, boom, praise God. Okay, now this is a hot button one right here. Another way that people define themselves is by their sexual orientation. And that's a lot of changing. Again, if you're just joining me, hi, I know you're like, what in the world is going on? But I'm talking about ways that people define themselves. And so some social identity is going to deal with race, gender, religion, age, sexual orientation, ethnicity. Okay, run out of space. I'm just going to stop. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's not working out. Okay. Also, people may define themselves by their ability, you know, some of the things that they can do or what they do for a living. I'm a teacher. I'm an engineer. I'm this, I'm that. Okay. So you get the idea. And we take these social identities off. Now, there's some types of identities that we used to define ourselves that may be a little bit more subconscious. Okay. And some of those might be dealing with our body type. If we have a good body type, you may say, oh, I'm fit or I'm muscular or skinny. If you're feeling a little bit like your pandemic pounds have taken over, I'm not saying I know anything about that, but you might feel like I'm fat or, you know, I got my love handles. You may kind of define yourself in that way. Another way that you may define yourself may be by, you know, wounds. And I'm saying these are kind of subconscious because when you're defining yourself by some of these things, if it's not positive with the body type, a lot of times you don't tell anybody. You don't walk around and say, hi, I'm Kia, I'm fat. Or hi, I'm I'm Kia, I'm insecure, or I'm Kia, I'm whatever, 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 whatever the wound is, you know. So if you have been wounded, you might define yourself by saying, I am unwanted. I am unloved. I am not pretty. I have X, Y, Z descriptor. And a lot of times we can live like this, live like we define ourselves by these kind of subconscious wounds. And we never say it out loud, but we behave like it. 
you're going to see that there's kind of a theme, a thread through all of these little wounds. No one goes out and says, I have this wound. I have a security wound. I have a love wound. I have an affirmation wound. I have a trust wound. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. But what we do is we behave like it. And people on the outside that might not have that wound are like, man, that's a little odd the way she's behaving. Okay. So I'm saying this to say that there's a trend here that you have these wounds, you don't say it out loud, but you subconsciously behave like it. And a lot of times you don't even know that you behave like it until either somebody points it out to you or you come face to face with the antithesis of that and you realize that there's something wrong with your behavior. Okay. All right. So I've told you about two different types of wounds. We have those social wounds, things that you check off on the survey, age, race, ethnicity, gender, blah, blah, blah. Then we have those kind of subconscious wounds, uh, subconscious wounds, subconscious identity types that you may not want to talk about. Maybe your body type. You may be happy. You may be in shape. You may not have picked up pandemic pounds like I did. But then there is an identity that we all have, those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, We are given a new identity in him. And that identity trumps those other identities. It trumps them. Okay. I'm going to go through that. But first, I want to show you this in scripture, how these identities trump the identities that Christ gives us. And it's a ton of them. I only have a few. Oh, you know what? Y'all. I forgot to tell you, I'm pulling some of this from this book, which you cannot purchase. So you might be like, why are you showing me this book if I can't purchase it? This is a book that I can't see because I'm, I'm not looking at the screen. Hold on. Right there. This book right there. This is a book that my church, I go to Buckhead Church, which is a satellite church of Andy Stanley. And so they have a ministry called Renew that first I went through this. And then I loved it so much, I became a Renew uh, mentor, which I'm not anymore. But anyways, I'll tell you briefly about this. Renew is a ministry at my church that's a mixture of counseling and friendship. They call it frownsling. <laughs> frownsling. Anyways, uh, psychotherapists or I think it was a psychotherapist kind of went through and crafted this curriculum that will walk you through lies that you have believed and walk you through your traumatic hurts and how you derive your significance and security and satisfaction and and then pull out the lies you believe paired with truth and looks at some other things or whatever. But anyways, there's a section in here on identity and I'm pulling some stuff from that. So back to what I was saying, because I get sidetracked and just what I was saying was God's identity trumps our wounded identity. God's identity trumps every single label that maybe you have received. God's identity trumps the identity you formed based on what somebody said or did not say, did or did not do. God's identity trumps all of that. And so as believers, we give our life to Jesus. Lord, I love you. Hallelujah. You you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that I'm a sinner, the whole nine, plan salvation, come into the kingdom, boom. 
you still got some of these ways of defining yourself, you know, sorry. <laughs> They're still stuck to you. You're still engaging with people in that way. They're viewing you through the lens of your wounded state and there, and you're viewing them through the lens of your wounded state. You don't just automatically by osmosis accept this new identity in Christ Jesus. It would be great if it happened like that. It would be great if identity in Christ characteristics just dropped down from the sky and boom, landed in our brain. But it doesn't happen like that. Okay, so Christians can find themselves in one of three places. I'm pulling this from this book that I told you about. Okay, here they are. Number one. You can be a Christian and believe what Jesus has done for you and live in the freedom, knowing that you have a new identity and power in Christ. That's one. That's one. You could be there. You're like, hallelujah, I believe it. I'm delivered. I'm a saint. I'm holy. I'm blameless. I'm righteous. You can be right there. Praise God if you aren't. Okay, number two, this is number two where Christians can be. You can believe what Jesus has done for you, but you still live controlled by false beliefs in different areas of your life. So you can still be a Christian and live like you are unwanted and you are unloved and you have no value and you are not seen. You are not important. You are fat. You are ugly. You are dirty. You are unclean. Okay. You're a Christian. You believe that Jesus died on the cross, rose from the grave, and you were a sinner and he saved you from all that, but you still are living underneath this. Okay. But you believe in Jesus. I need to say that. I need to say that because it's to say that because some of us are not in every area living in that way. Some of us may have come into the kingdom of God believing that God was just going to, I dream a genie, zap us, and poof, we're going to be brand new in our thinking and in our mindset. We just got to all of a sudden get this new identity, and we ain't going to struggle no more, and we're not going to think bad anymore, and we're just, hallelujah. <laughs> okay, the third way that Christians can behave we're talking about identity here. We're talking about identity. They do not believe what Jesus has done for them, and they live outside the freedom offered in Christ. And that's just an all-out rejection, just an all-out rejection. I don't believe it. I don't believe that I'm wanted. I don't believe that I'm chosen. I don't believe that I'm forgiven. I don't believe that I'm free. I don't believe that I'm seen. I don't believe that I'm clean. I don't believe that I'm righteous, okay? And what a tragedy. Not to believe it, to choose to believe the antithesis of that, to choose bondage over freedom. What a tragedy. Okay. Now, how do we believe it? How do we believe it? The easiest answer that I can give you is that it's a daily choice. It is a moment by moment, second by second choice to believe who God says that you are. I was listening to 
I'm going to give you some scriptures in just a minute. I was listening to, I don't know what song it is, but if you, maybe it was Jyra, something from Maverick City Music, and they get to the end of it at like nine minutes and 23 seconds, get the songs of all. But when they say, I am who you say I am, I am who you say I am, and it's just on repeat. I am who you say I am. Y'all, I have been, there have been times I've been, Singing that and just tears are streaming down my face because as I'm singing it, I'm saying to myself, self, you're going to believe this. You, Kia Stevens, you're going to believe this. It may not feel like that is what you are. It may not feel like you're righteous. It may not feel like you're free. It may not feel like you are chosen and loved and wanted and forgiven and a daughter of the Most High God adopted. It may not feel like that, but doggone it, I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am. So when I, when you're, we're asking the question, how do we embrace and accept the identity that has been given to us in Christ? Just got to choose to believe it against all doubt, against all the naysayers in our brains, And outside of our brains, the people that have been naysayers in our past and our present, no, I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am. Okay, let me show you this in scripture right quick. A couple of scriptures, Colossians 3 and 3 that says this, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. I used to have some boxes. We moved. I don't know where they are. I really don't. And it's a shame. So I don't even know how to show you this. But if you consider yourself, you died and your life is now hidden in God with Christ. Christ comes to live in us and then we are in God. It's like that. So you can't even see yourself anymore because the scripture says we're hidden in God. This is us walking around. What people should see (laughs) When they see us, we're the pen. If I didn't say that, you're the pen. What people see should see when they see us is they see God. They see God on the outside of us and they see the character of Christ permeating on the inside of us. That's what they should see in us. No longer do they see that old identity. Because remember, God's identity trumps that other stuff. It trumps it. Okay? Let me read one more scripture for you. Let me read one more. It says Galatians 2. 20 that says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. The life I live, wait, I got this memorized, but I'm reading this. The life I live, but Christ lives in me. That's the part I almost missed. Christ lives in me. Remember, I said, we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Christ comes to live on the inside of us. And then we are, our lives are hidden in God. Let me finish the scripture Galatians 2 20. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. That's the other component. That's the other component. How do we embrace the identity that God has given us? By faith. By faith. That means it may not make sense. Real talk. It may not make sense to say I'm righteous. But I used to live a selfish, lustful life. But I came over here to Christianity and developed a relationship with Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And he said, I'm righteous. 
other people that knew you in your BC days, they're going to say, no, no, ma'am, it does not make sense. But this is what Christ says about you. We have to make the choice to believe it by faith. Not going to make sense. All right. So what does Christ say about us? I'm going to share these with you. I'm hoping you get the visual that God is trumping those other labels that we had on, right? We're one in Christ. That's Galatians 3, 26 through 28. He says, I'm protected. If you felt unsafe in your life, God says you are protected, right? If you felt defeated in your life, God says you're a conqueror. I want that one right there. He says you're a conqueror, right? In fact, the scripture is Romans 8 and 37. I believe it says more than a conqueror. So that conqueror is less than what we are. We're more than that. Free, free. Romans 8 and 1 says there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We're free, (laughs) y'all. This idea was so good in theory. No, it's not that good. Now it's like, what what were you thinking? Oh, I got to put this one up right here. Look at this. We're loved. This is our identity in Christ. We're loved. For those of us who have felt unloved, what God says about us trumps that. If you didn't feel loved by your father, you didn't feel loved by your mother, someone hurt you. God says, daughter, you are loved. Okay? This is another one. Adopted. Adopted. For those of you, I can't teach like this. But for those of you who have felt abandoned by your mother, abandoned by your father, God says you are adopted. You are adopted. Okay, what? Earrings. I know I'm looking crazy, but I'm doing it for you. I love you. I love you. I want you to get this. Y'all will probably never forget this for the rest of your day. You're going to walk around thinking about me with all these labels. Oh, this is another good one. Included. If you've ever felt left out and not FOMO, you really did miss out. It wasn't fear of missing out. You really did miss out. If you ever felt like that, God says, I'm including you. You are included. Ephesians 113. I should have been giving you all the scripture references. Adopted Galatians 4, 6 through 7. Holy and blameless. Goodness. Yes. Holy and blameless. Ephesians 4, 12. Okay. I'm doing this for a reason. Chosen. Chosen Ephesians 1.11, okay? Look, I'm doing this because, oh, that changed the darkness. I'm doing this because when people see us, this is what they should see. Remember, we died and our lives are now hidden in God with Christ, okay? So when people see us, they see more than a conqueror. They see chosen. They see holy and blameless, free, one in Christ, protected, loved. Not all those other definitions or ways of identifying who we are. They see this and we see them through that identity correctly. Not all marred and flawed and skewed because we're looking through a wounded lens, but we're looking through the lens that God gave us. Sis, let me ask you, how are you defining yourself? How are you defining yourself? Are you defining yourself by your body type? by the parts of your body that you don't like. For years, I defined myself by the size of my nose because I was teased so much. 
in elementary school. And I was grown. I was grown still defining myself by that, defining myself, saying I was ugly, saying I was skinny. I was not blank, blank, blank enough. How are you defining yourself by the actions of your parents? Because yes, you were a child and yes, you were impressionable. But if you are in Christ, if any man or woman is in Christ, she is a new creature. He is a new creature, a new creation. All things are passed away. I've completely jacked this up, this scripture up. All things are made new. The old things are passed away. All things are made new. Something. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? We are not to be defined by our wounds. We are not to be defined by what somebody said or what somebody did or what somebody did not say or what somebody did not do. We are to be defined by God. We died and our lives are now hidden in God with Christ. We have been crucified with Christ and we no longer live. Those old identities no longer live. If you are defining yourself, I want to ask you, does it line up with what God says about you? If it does not line up with what God says about you, if it doesn't line up with included, adopted, one in Christ, loved, chosen, free, righteous, forgiven, all those things, and you continue to live underneath that identity and view yourself through that lens and allow other people to view yourself, view you through that lens, I would have to ask you. Does it line up with what God says? And if it does not, sis, it's probably a lie. It's probably a lie. This is meant to be an encouragement, not a place of condemnation. I hope that it gives you hope to know that you are not your past. You are not what somebody else has done to you. You are who God says you are. Remember this song? I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am. You are who God says you are. I don't care what anybody said. You are who God says you are. That is the identity that God intended before time for you to take and acquiesce to and embrace and live and walk out. He intended that when people see you, Beth and Karen and Jessica and Keisha and Diane and Tiffany, that when people see you, they see that you are chosen, that you are called, that you are wanted, that you are seen, that you are forgiven and free and righteous and holy and blameless and pure and clean. That is what God intended. And thanks be to God that he has given us a reminder in his word so that we would not be tempted to walk around here believing lies instead of truth. Okay. I want y'all to be encouraged today. If you have been living underneath an identity that God never intended, surrender it. Surrender it to God and ask him, ask him, Lord, help me to choose two things. Choose to believe who you say I am against all doubt in me, doubt from others against what I see, because what you see may be the complete opposite of what God is asking you to believe. I don't even care. I don't even care. The word of God is truth and everything else is a lie. Facts on facts. Facts on facts. Okay. Let me pray for you. You all are quiet today. 
<laughs> That's all right. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for every woman watching. God, I pray, Father, if there are ways that she has been defining herself that do not line up with what you say about her in the word of God, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that those definitions will fall to the ground, that they will be trampled, that they will be burned in a supernatural fire, God. And I pray that you would give each woman the courage and the confidence to choose to believe who you say that they are, God, to walk in it, God, and to, what does the scripture say, to capture every lie and cast it down in the name of Jesus, to choose to believe that they are who you say that they are. I pray that some of the words I mentioned today would reverberate in their heart and mind. Words like chosen, words like love, words like seen, like free, like clean, like holy, like blameless. I pray those words would reverberate in their minds. I pray, God, that they would remember the image of however crazy I looked with all these different note cards on me, that they would remember, God, that that's who they are, that that's who you say that they are, God. I honor you, Lord. And I thank you, Father, that you don't leave us where we are. When we come to you with all these labels and all these different forms of identifying who we are, you don't leave us there, God. But you give us a new name, a new identity. God, you give us new hope in you. And I honor you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sis, I want you to walk in that. I want you to walk in that. And let me... I'm going to tell you what we're talking about next week because we're winding down. I'm going to have to go underneath the table for like two seconds. (laughs) Sorry. We are going to be talking about provision wounds. Goodness gracious. I made these up. I made made these like I don't want to talk about that. But next week, I'm going to be talking about provision wounds. If you have those. So I want you to join me. Take care. Be blessed and thanks so much for joining me. You've been listening to the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, episode 36, finding your identity in Christ when you have identity wounds. I hope this episode has been an encouragement to you and I want you to know whether your dad is deceased, absent, divorced, unavailable, incarcerated, or you don't know who he is, sis, there is hope for you. Hope to be healed, hope to be secure. Hope to be free, completely free. Hope to be satisfied with the love of God. Yes, there is hope for women with father wounds. This was episode 36 of Hope for Women with Father Wounds. I am your host, Kia Stevens. If you are benefiting from this podcast and think it might help another woman, I encourage you to share it with a friend. Rate, comment, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Be sure and check out the links associated with this podcast so you can access several free resources for you. Also, I am excited to announce that I will be publishing my first book for women with father wounds on March 7, 2023. So be sure and subscribe to my blog at www.kiastevens.com so you don't miss any updates. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and I hope you will join me for episode 37, Being Secure in Christ when you have a security wound. Hope for Women with Father Wounds is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. 
If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.